This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. No credit card required. Enter the offer code SUPERTRAIN at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace! Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Oh, I remember. Hmm. I was in the olive oil business with his father. Oh, man. That warms my heart. That's your avatar. Oh, you you recognize Frankie Five Angels. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't in no mafia. (laughs) Yeah, you know, he always liked history. He liked uh, studying uh, the Romans. He did. You know what a Roman would do. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's smoking a cigar. Uh-huh. Tom reminds him what a Roman would do. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're good. That's what a Roman would do. When's the last time you watched uh, Godfather 2? How recently? I feel like I'm watching it in my head all the time, but uh, <laughs> it's been a long time because, as you know, I don't have a TV. Mm. <laughs> uh, but I've been. Uh, I've you been... make me earn it. You make me earn it every week. <laughs> I've been confused about... This is a question I can put to you. Maybe some of your friends in the tech industry can help me. Oh, so the people in the app community? Some people in the app community. Some of the people that are, uh, let's say, the disruptors. Sure, let's reach out. Okay. I want to watch movies. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Woo! I want to watch. I want to watch my choice of movies. Okay, John. John wants wants to watch movies. He wants it to be mm-hmm. his choice of movies. Okay, so far want, so good. I want. I'm, I'm working on a spec right now. I'm doing a little outline. Okay, I want to watch a movie of my choice. I don't want to log on to a site and have them recommend The Walking Dead to me. Right? I don't want to have... Uh, because one time I watched a Clint Eastwood movie, I don't want to have a thing recommend the same four Clint Eastwood movies to me every time I go on the internet. Okay, so John wants to watch, watch movies of his choice. He does not want to be helped. That's right. I don't want any help. I just... I know the movies I want to see. You're going to go straight to the movie you want to watch. Here's what... Here's what. What I, I want. <laughs> I have a friend. I want to show this friend... Some movies of my, you know, my movies, the movies of my life. This is a thing I always expected one day I would do with my daughter. Is this your friend, the Millennium? She'd be, you know, well, let's talk about my daughter for a second. She'll be 14, and I'll sit her in a chair and I'll say, This is the Breakfast Club. Okay. Or the Breakfast Club. Breakfast and Club. She w- and yep. she won't be interested. But it'll be like, it'll be like whatever. They tried to sit me down and make me watch It's a Wonderful Life. Right, right. Um, but yes, uh, so my my millennium friend, my millennium girlfriend, mm-hmm. has never seen Blade Runner. Mm. She's never seen mm. <laughs> The Godfathers. Oh, this, my God. She's never seen... She's been to law school, but she hasn't seen The Godfather movies? Uh, I can't believe that's not on the form. I don't understand, uh, I don't understand a lot of things. She's not a right? wartime conciliary. Here's, here's the thing. It occurred to me the other day. There's an... In, the, one day... The last person who ever sat in a movie theater and yelled, Focus! will be gone. Hmm. It, there are barely any of us left now. Hmm. Can, you, can you imagine? There, there are dozens and dozens of people, maybe hundreds of dozens, listening hmm. to this show right now who have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. Focus! Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get up out of a movie and walk up the aisle... To find the projection projectionist, to to <laughs> grab it. him by the to grab him by the shirt collar and say focus. 
Yes. Yeah, I have. Um, I feel like on at least one occasion, probably two occasions, I have gone and sought out some technical help with what was happening in the theater. Especially at, um, we had a, a phenomenon in the 80s and 90s was the Dollar Theater, where, um, I don't know if you had this where you were, but um, at least in Sarasota, it was called, it was called Teatro. There was a place that would show movies for a dollar. And it would be like late in the run of the movie or second run movies, but it was still like a pretty good movie. You could go see like a regular movie for a dollar. I think they got pretty slack about the project. And this is back in the day, you know, when you'd have to watch for the little blip in the corner to know when to change right. the next reel, all right. that kind of stuff. And I, and yeah, you know what? I'll be honest. I've gotten out of my seat and I've sought help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've wandered up and down in the uh, in the in the halls of a movie theater, yelling, "Focus!" <laughs> Trying to get somebody to come back in and focus the camera, but none of that—that—that's that, <laughs> me in my head every now. minute of the day, anyway. Yeah, right. focus, <laughs> focus, please. Um, you know, I've been I've been showing her movies. Uh, do you have, do you have, do you have a general seen. plan for this? Is this a haphazard thing? Is this a this occurred to me thing, or have you worked out a syllabus for her? Well, so here's the problem. Mm. The first thing. The first attempt I made was, oh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You got to see Close Encounters of the Third Kind. She was like, never heard of it. All right. So I, I am able to find it on the Internet. And I queue it up. And we're watching it. And she doesn't fall asleep. Mm. But you can tell she would fall asleep. If someone weren't watching her, if someone weren't going, huh, huh, right, mm-hmm, right, mashed mm-hmm. potatoes, and as and as I'm watching it, I'm realizing, oh, this was a movie made in the 1970s. The pacing, pacing is, is very different. Yeah, very different. And also, I mean, the first 20 minutes of the movie, um, just establishes that, uh, what's his butt, Dreyfus. Dreyfus just establishes that Dreyfus has a really uh, like uh, unhappy home life, right? Everybody's shouting at each other. The kids are out of control. The wife doesn't understand him. Mm. But but what it effectively is is twenty minutes of yelling, like how yelling in the house. Everybody's yelling, and I remember. I think it was innovative at the time because there weren't a lot of. Movies that showed what, what I guess passed for like, wow, this is real. It feels real. It's like we're really in these people's homes. Spielberg, I think, is uh, was very good and maybe somewhat pioneering in, in the size and blockbusterness of his movies. He was good at doing a lot of the setting. Like, think about yeah. Jaws. Think about how good Jaws does something very similar, where you're just going to get a feel for what's going on in this little vacation community before anything happens. But. Sort of like what if you watch, you remember watching Lonesome Dove at the time? I've never seen Lonesome Dove. So, Lonesome Dove was a major television event, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, there was a lot of like gory violence. It was, it was supposed to be really, really tr- like, like gritty C- cinematic, and real. yeah, cinematic, but also like no one had never before seen levels of truth. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not, it's not going to be like an after-school special or a Lifetime movie. This is the real stuff. Right. But when you watch it now, uh, it just seems corny, right? The costumes seem very much like costumes. There's a lot of slapsticky humor to try and leaven, leaven the occasional violence. Like, 
relative to even uh, Unforgiven, it just seems like a like a TV like a TV western. By the way, if you like uh, Clint Eastwood movies, I can recommend some for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. <sighs> uh, but so watching Close Encounters, I realize, oh, the pacing is really slow. There's a lot of just sort of bickering that now. Like, we get plenty of bickering on TV, right? There's, I mean, 80% of all TV now is just people yelling at each other. You, you assume. About, about, I mean, I see it on, when I'm, when I'm in the airport. <laughs> when you're reading the trades. Yeah. Uh, it's up there on the, it's up there on the screens. Yeah. Uh, people oh, yelling yeah, at each sure, other. Like especially the, the news things that they put on a screen in an airport. It's a lot of yelling. Everybody's yelling. There's a lot of yelling, and I also know that people are yelling about house renovations, and uh, they have to make fashion uh, items very quickly. Yes. Uh, other stuff. A lot of yelling. So, so yeah, she's not into Close Encounters, and I'm seeing it through her eyes, and I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, right. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, Close Encounters is sort of an anomalous here, uh, because also... The amazing special special effects and the notion that aliens were visiting us, which were also very new, like new to consider, now are mundane and commonplace. Yeah. So I go, okay, 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 okay. Let's watch uh, The Sting. Oh. And I pull up The Sting. The Sting kind of, um, you know, that's a really good film, but it kind of looks a lot like a TV movie. Well, looks like a TV movie, and also from the opening credits, I realize it's a '70s movie, right? So, yeah. What in in a contemporary movie, the car would pull up, and then uh, the person driving the car would bust in the door and say the line, "It's you know, it's springtime for Hitler or whatever." Yeah, I don't I don't remember the dialogue. Yeah, but in this uh, in the Sting, the car pulls up outside. We see the guy get out of the car run across the street, in the door, and up four flights of stairs. And we watch him go up four flights of stairs from, like, seven different camera angles. Then down a hall, we see his hand hit the doorknob. He opens the door, walks through the office to the second door, opens the door, and says his line. Hmm. And we never see that actor again. It's pretty uncompressed. (laughs) And you go, woo! That was a... Boy, that was a real adventure. And it did not move the plot forward at all. And the whole time you're thinking to yourself, is this guy important? Is he going to get shot on these stairs? Is he going to get shot in this hallway? Like, we're yeah. really, really following this guy. So uh, she falls asleep. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this, this isn't going to happen to Blade Runner, too. Like, she's not going to fall asleep during... Blade Runner, I can't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do in that case. You'd have to make some decisions, my friend. Well, and so, I mean, what I'm doing right now is like, lay, let's lay the Godfather way back. We're going to put it way, way, way back because I, that's the type of thing we're probably going to have to watch at one o'clock in the afternoon. And that's not going to make any sense, but there's no way I'm going to like lay in bed and watch the Godfather in the context of like, oh, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. And then have her fall asleep, right? But the problem is, before I even get to that point, I can't find the Blade Runner. I can't find find how to watch it. Oh, John, the, really? The Blade Runner is out there. I know I could tour it or something. I oh, could onion. I could onion tour it. Yeah. If I wanted to watch it without any Bluetooths mm-hmm. or 
somehow get on there without my uh, location services. Your concern is that Blade Runner might only be on the dark web. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Well, where else can you find it? You have to stream it, which means you have to, you know, you log on and give your IP address. Uh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, the IP. You got you to put it right in there, the IP. I don't want to put my IP address in there. You just, just want to watch the movie. Just show me the movie. That's right. It's on the internet somewhere. I know it is. The internet should be like a big TV where you go in and you say, Internet, Siri, I want to watch Apocalypse Now and not the Red Dieu version. Because that version is garbage trash. <laughs> but actually, there are a couple of scenes in the Red Dieu version that are kind of cool. I think you should not, watch Red Dieu for the fifth viewing. Not, not, I do not think that 90% of that, the whole French chateau. It's, it's very thing. interesting as ba- it's like reading. It's like, it's like reserve reading for the movie. Like it adds things to it, but like it was a good decision to cut it out of the original release. Yeah. The whole scene where they go to a third location with the playboy bunnies. Yeah. I didn't need to see that. I could imagine it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could say Siri, I would like to see the original Apocalypse Now with the following two additional 30-second snippets from Red Dia. Oh, I that, see. Mm-hmm. That I would, li- I would like to have because they are the ones that I, that I liked. So you want so why movie, can't you movies, have the internet do that? Movies with mix-ins. You want your ability. It's like you go to an ice cream place. And you're like, uh, you know, uh, give me, give me a little bit of Heath, Heath, uh, Heath Bar, but I don't want any sprinkles. You, you go in and you get your own bespoke version of a movie that you enjoy, even though you don't own on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly right. If, if George Lucas can go put uh, like smoke rings around Death Stars mm-hmm. and claim that that's his artistic vision, yeah, yeah. like in today's world, we're all artists, we're all remixers. Oh, you know, what, I, this, you know, what, we're all makers, John. We're all makers, right? If I take your work and consume it and poop it out, it belongs to me. Hmm. So why can't I put smoke rings around uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Oh, that's a really good point. Without, without, putting, jump in your, off without putting in your IP address. I don't want to put my IP in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if I could find it. Sure, sure. But, uh, but if, uh, when Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid jump off the cliff into the river, why not have an explosion? Oh, you know, or if you're the kind of uh, insufferable, insufferable person that I am, there's times when you want somebody to really, really listen to what they said. So you might want a scene, a very short snippet of a scene to play three times. And you, you could program that in. You go, Tears and Rain, Tears and Rain. See, it's not Tears in the Rain, it's Tears and Rain. Yeah, so that way like she learns it right the first time through, through your, uh, your mashup remix. What, people say Tears in the Rain? People say Tears in the Rain all the time. Oh, my God. And it's all I can do. Mm. Tears in the rain. I get a lot of quotes wrong, but that's when you really you need to get that one right. Tears in rain. Tears in rain. I I was thinking the other day. Uh, it's not just Roy Batty, who saw um, you know who saw the sea beams glitter uh, yeah. uh, 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 in the town Tannhauser Gate. Yeah, right. Shoulder and, uh, shoulder of and, Orion. Yeah. yeah, watch the watch the attack ships burning off the shoulder of Orion. It's not just those memories which are lost, like tears and rain. Yeah, Merlin. It's all of our memories. Uh, my my Whoa. memories also. My memories of um, of eating Kentucky Fried Chicken on Thanksgiving and watching a, a wrestling match in M- Minneapolis, California. Are those are going to be lost <laughs> like tears and rain too? 
<laughs> you had Thanksgiving in Minneapolis, California? <laughs> From KFC? I think, you might, first... I think your, your hard drive might be a little fragmented. <laughs> My first Thanksgiving away from home. Huh. Yeah, I was in Minneapolis, California. <laughs> I can remember it like yesterday. <laughs> had the bucket? Yeah. I was like, what do you do on Thanksgiving? I don't know where to get a turkey dinner. I never had a Thanksgiving without a turkey dinner. Yeah. And I was like, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. Finger looking good. <laughs> get, a little, get, a little, get a little gravy? Sure. Uh, yeah, and I got to get in out of the rain. Yeah, oh, Sure. Yeah, and um, I was. It can, uh, it can be real rainy in uh, Minneapolis, California, in uh, November. Again, and I was hawking tickets. That was my job at the time. You were a ticket I, hawker. I had a friend that worked at the um, worked at the Hudson Bay Company or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and he worked in the ticket office, and he could always get me like four extra tickets to you know to Haircut One Hundred or the English Beat or whatever. <laughs> and he would give me four tickets, and I could hawk them, right? Scalp them. Oh, I see. It's kind of like it's like a little like Amway or something. Yeah, well, but I mean, it's on the down low, right? Mm-hmm. He's taking these unsold tickets. I'm standing out in front of the theater. Uh, I'm standing out in front of the First Avenue Theater in Minneapolis, California, made yeah. famous by Prince. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Oh, of course. That's where he did his uh, famous introduction of uh, Purple Rain. <clears throat> yeah, bum 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 bum. Don't don't. But I don't know. Um. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Without without revealing too much about your technology stack, John, um, when you're watching televisual entertainment, Mm -hmm. given that you clearly do not own a television set or have access to a television set, do you watch it on on like a laptop? That's what I have to do now. And the Millennium is used to that. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know, she's watching Mindy Kalin on there all the time. Sure. Mindy Kalin, yeah, they probably cut that. You know, they started doing that a few years ago where they're cutting stuff differently, knowing that people were going to watch it on different size screens. Really? You get more you get more close-up shots. You don't get as much. Uh, eh, it varies. Who knows how that's changed? Because not everybody owns a TV anymore. Well, can, can I dear you a little bit about your Millennium Girlfriend? And I'll, I'll keep this tasteful. Yeah, go ahead. Now... Does she feel anything similar with regard to you? Does she feel like you need to see Saved by the Bell, the postgraduate years, or uh, I, I don't even know what Millennium's watch. Does just she want you to watch uh, David Blaine videos on YouTube? How does does she feel the need to inculcate you into her values as well? Well, yes, but she is <clears throat> much more interested in um, in uh, contemporary things. She wants me to watch. Uh, <clears throat> Black Mirror, or oh, Black you should Onion, watch Black or whatever. Mirror. That's good. Well, I have, I, and I do enjoy Black Mirror. Okay, but it's but when I'm um, when I'm thinking, oh, I want to watch a like a a diversion or a di- di- diversional uh, program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Black Mirror seems like something that I need to really focus my attention on. Yeah, I'm I'm that way with a lot of stuff. Like like Last with, night, with Westworld, I have got to just sit down and like just watch. Westworld's a TV show by the way. Oh no, I've been watching Westworld. Shut up. I have. What are you up to? What episode you on? <clears throat> mm, let's see. Well, I would spoiler alert. No, we're not gonna, No, 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 we're not going to talk about the plot. Oh, okay. But the, uh, um, the finale was last night and wow, oh. was that ever a thing? I don't count episodes. Okay. Uh, oh, but I I'm, see. And I'm mm. up to the one where it's past of the like, whoa, say what? So you're like around six, probably six or seven, <clears throat> something, yeah, like, something that. like that, where it's like, whoa, okay. Yep. This is different but, than what we thought, yeah. Yeah, but I also a long time ago stopped really closely examining the plot because <laughs> pretty, pretty close to like three episodes in, I said, 
Okay. All right. I'm... There's a lot of there's a lot of time compression happening here that isn't mm-hmm. being explicitly you think? described. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. But uh, I would encourage you to stick with it. I think you. Uh, I'm a fan, so I can't say. Okay. Okay. okay but um, okay, interesting. So she watches that. Now, here's what I have to tell you. What I find a little bit perplexing about this, and that I find perplexing about millenniums in general, is like for a while you'd hear millenniums say, "Well, uh, like of of course I know." I love Lucy or Gunsmoke. That was on right. in reruns on cable all the time. <laughs> right. And I'm like, you seen Gunsmoke? <laughs> like, I've barely <clears throat> seen Gunsmoke. I mean, of course, I saw Gunsmoke. I'm not an animal. It was on for like 119 years. But, yeah, sure. But, but, like, that's the thing is a lot of millennials, maybe a little bit older than her, have seen lots of stuff because it would run on cable. Now, my question is, I don't, I don't want to sound normative, but is she Amish or something? Did she just not watch a bunch of, like, USA when she mm-hmm. was uh, in high school? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the problem. Oh, homeschooled. Was she homeschooled? No, she grew up in the Netherlands. Oh, for the love. Wow. And wait a minute. Wait, there's more. Because in the Netherlands, they watched American TV. Okay. But it had hard-coded Dutch subs. No, 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 no. That's how the that's how the Netherlanders, the Nederlanders, know how to speak English so well. Because... There, it's a small country, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a, it wasn't a big enough country where it made financial sense to like overdub TV shows. Oh, interesting. Because you're going to spend all this money having a Dutch guy, you know, like uh, Blue Vishnuva over the uh, over the thing. Yeah. No, they just broadcast the shows in their original American language, and so the Dutch were like, "Ah, it's close enough to Dutch. We'll figure it out." And then they all speak English better than we do. Yeah. Whereas in French. Uh, where French is a big enough country that they can uh, spend the money to have it dubbed into French. Uh, none of them can speak a word of English. No, they, ch- they choose not to. They prefer not to. Yeah, if you if you go to if you go to uh, most countries in Europe, you'll find that the the people that uh, that have even a modicum of education speak English pretty well to you. But in French, like uh, even the even professors of English. In French, can't speak English at all. You don't want to learn too much. Well, right, because it would, you know, it would make you start to not like Jerry Lewis. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Oh, see, you don't want to know what's going on. It's kind of cultural perfidy. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, so not only did so she, she grow, she up, grew in, up in Dutch in the Nederland, okay, but went to British schools in French. Oh my God. So, yeah, who right. knows what she's seen? You know what I mean? Like, I keep trying to figure it out. Like, did you, do you know what this is? But she's like, <clears throat> you know, she's by all appearances American, speaks an unaccented English, knows, gets a lot of references to things that are obscure. Have you tried Jason Bourne movies? Well, see, that's over the line of like uh, really quick cutting, lots of punching. Everything's happening super duper fast with no attention. You don't even have to have an attention span because <clears throat> it's just like somebody put some. You're riding a bullet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And, and I want to like show all these movies that are. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to show Deer Hunter, which has a 45 minute long scene where we're just at a shitty wedding somewhere. Oh, like. <laughs> well, that's true. It's important. <laughs> It's important, but you're at a wedding. It's 45 yeah. minutes at a wedding you don't want See, to now, be See, in the Godfather, at. in Godfather Part 1, that mm. wedding is a huge amount of world building. 
like a huge amount of introducing you to this giant cast of characters and it's got a lot of story in it and it's got a lot of portent you get the super dark office and the super overblown uh outside wedding uh mm-hmm. now that's a wedding scene that really carries its water well johnny fontaine shows up and makes a big splash yeah because you know if you got that uh that would, that would save his career and make him a big shot if you got that movie that's right that's right just to show There's- you i'm not a hard-hearted man there's no She's way the best I'm piece casting. of ass I ever had. <laughs> There's no way I'm casting Johnny Fontaine in this picture. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, listen, yeah. nobody comes <clears throat> to Las Vegas and speaks that way to Mo you Green. Don't talk that way to Mo Green. <laughs> <laughs> who, who gave the order? Did I, did, did I complain when Mo Green was shot? Did I ask who gave the order? You no. got to make that noise, too. That Then that was the first movie. I'm sure we've talked about this before. That was Lee Strasberg's first movie. Yeah, right. After all those years of teaching, teaching people how acting. To act. I mean, it'd be years. funny if you, his note for everybody was, "I like what you, I like what you're doing. I think it's very good, and you've got a, a nice emotional attachment." But if you considered uh, having some kind of a tick, like maybe <laughs> you have a heart problem, so you go. <laughs> 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 he uh, he did a good job in that film. Yeah, you don't you don't want one of my favorite scenes of him. him just just the shot. Where they go to his house, and he's watching the ball game. He's got his foot up on the uh, on the chair, and Mike comes in, and then they talk about what they're going to do and whether he can make a move on the uh, on the brothers. Mm-hmm. Is that it? No, he's no. It's about whether he can make a move on. Is it Clemenza? But I forget. Anyway, at that point, it's just this shot, just this pretty tight shot, where uh, where Roth grabs a potato chip. He says, "Eat small potatoes." <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Now, wait, that's, is, is, that, is that where they're pushing Klingman out? Um, I think that's where they're... You know, <laughs> that always sounds like a, a great, <laughs> great euphemism for pooping to yeah. me. Yeah, that's a euphemism. Push Klingman, Klingman out. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so. What I want... What I want... <laughs> is, guarantee. Uh, is to be able to watch films... Right. Okay, so we're we're pivoting back to the original. Can I kind of mention just? I'm sorry, I don't want to take you off your topic. We haven't talked mm-hmm. in a while, and I've missed you. I, I want to just yeah. tell you, I'm going to suggest one movie. I'm just going to throw this out. I know this is random. Have yeah. you tried Back to the Future? Well, no, because now this is going to get me in a little bit of trouble. No oh boy. Oh no. Obviously, obviously, Back to the Future was very important to me at the time. Okay, so you have seen it. Oh come on. I've Shit, seen dog. It, I've seen it thirty times. Um, I, watched, I watched it twice in a hotel room over Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Hey, kid, why the life preserver? What? <laughs> I can't give you a tab. <laughs> you want a Pepsi? You got to pay for it. Uh, Mayor, <laughs> <laughs> Mom and Barry. <laughs> that scene is so painful when he holds up the phone. Oh, it hurts! It hurts. Okay, so what's your what's your uh, bold, brave uh, realization about Back to the Future? Well, the thing about Back to the Future is don't you say a word against it. It's a little bit on the Peggy Sue got married tip. I mean, you know, I know that's I know that's not. Uh, it's the popular... a Swiss clock, my friend. Swiss clock. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no dead weight in there, but I really feel like Eric Stoltz, it was my guy. Oh, you're still you're still miffed that he wasn't Marty. 
I'm a little bit miffed. I'm like, well, imagine what, Amer- imagine the job, imagine the like super unfunny delivery of Eric Stoltz instead of the uh, the constant spit taking of Michael J. Fox. Oh, but he falls down all the time. It's hilarious. It would have been a way worse movie. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, it would. I'm just thinking about the scenes like that. The wonderful scene when he's in the diner and he's mm. kind of got his head turned with his hand on his cheek. Mm. And then mm-hmm. he, you see his father sitting next to him in exactly oh, yeah. the same posture. It's, it's perfect. Very, it's very good. Well, and also my favorite line from any film anywhere, which I still quote, not weekly. I think, you know, that you hear that a lot. Like, I still quote that weekly. Yeah. I don't quote it weekly. Let's be Quarterly? Let's be Maybe quarterly. <clears throat> no, no, no. More often than that. Oh, okay. I would say every 10 weeks. Mm, every, yeah. Every six to 10 weeks. Okay. I say... Like, not apropos of nothing, I always slip it into conversation where it is meaningful. I say, you are my density. I mean, my destiny. Yeah. I'll say that when when it applies, and I have never had a single person even turn and raise an eyebrow of recognition. Mm. I feel like I'm just living, I feel like I'm living in a space station where my voice isn't audible. Tears and rain. Right. Exactly. Okay. Are, all right. So, density. I, uh, but, I, but I can't I, tell how much you really want help with this. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you could do this that you don't even have to put in your IP. Tor? But, well, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, see, I was going to say the simple solution is to, uh, like, I have a, to log in. Uh, so, you, so you don't want to log into anything. You just want the TV that you don't mm-hmm. have to be able to show you the movie that doesn't exist when you feel like watching it. Bleep, blah, bloop. Yeah. There's a uh, service I signed up for a while back that I can't even believe exists because you it seems... You did sign up for it, though. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to tell you about it because it's, it's, it's quite a LARF. Um, right. You go to vidangel, vidangel.com. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if you remember hearing about this maybe 15 years ago. You'd hear about these services that were like, hey, listen, if you're like a person of faith or you don't like cursing, you don't like, you want to watch this movie, but take out the sex. You know, that was a big problem with a lot of PG movies in the eighties is there's boobs in it when they don't really need to be boobs. Like if you, what if you wanted to watch this movie without unnecessary boobs? Like what? If well, you and I watch? think I think beebs are are spelled B E W B S. That's how they say it in Dutch. But like, in well, that you know, sense. let's say here, here's a good example. Like, what if you wanted to watch Back to the Future without the ghost blowjob? Or like, what if you wanted to watch right. the X Men movies with everything but the word "fuck" in it? So, why are people <clears throat> offended by the ghost blowjob? By the way. I mean, con- compared to like so it many really, other gross it things, it really, really, really it sticks out for so many reasons. It sticks Doesn't. out because it's really unnecessarily graphic. Plus, it's not funny. Plus, mm. it does zero for the story. The story I heard was that it's a basically there were several drafts of that script, and Aykroyd kept that in, even though it didn't have it meant it meant something more significant in a previous draft, and they kept it in because they thought it was a larf. That's well, what but I this heard. is uh, this is the thing about it. This is why I feel like it, it, it it's meaningful is that it has Ackroyd stamped all over it because Ackroyd is the drag in that film mm-hmm. because Ackroyd was the Ackroyd went through a Chevy Chase right Chevy Chase went through a cocaine aperture and. <laughs> There was it barely came out the other side. Well, that's right. There was there was funny, handsome Chevy Chase on one side of the cocaine aperture, and there was un, unbearable, tedious Chevy Chase that came out the other side of the, yeah. the yeah. cocaine aperture, and that's the Chevy Chase that we live with to this day. Which I mean, mostly like post <clears throat> like post Fletch. 
Fletch, Fletch is, I don't know the exact chronology, but Fletch, I think Fletch still stands up as one of the great weird 80s movies. But like, Strange, strangely, right? I think Fletch is, I think he was on the other side of the aperture and he was just connecting with something inside. I feel like he had already gone through the aperture at that point, but there was yep. the residual Chevy Chase that we enjoyed, the smugness that we liked yes. in that, but yes. it, hadn't, it hadn't taken over in a way that it would later. Yeah, the cancer was in his body, but it hadn't completely turned him into whatever, you know, sort of like, like, uh, mass. The comedy hadn't metastasized. Right. Now, Dan Aykroyd Mm. was, this is going to be hard to say. He got so, he worked very hard, but he'd also gotten some incredibly, I want to say lucky breaks, but stuff turned out really well for him in rapid succession. And I mean, the fact that the Blues Brothers became a thing is kind of incredible. It's amazing, and he's amazing in the Blues Brothers because he has to do. I mean, because he's nothing. He's just. Oh, he's so good in that. He's amazing in that. It's the it's the peak of his career. But Dan Aykroyd, even on Saturday Night Live, was when he came on screen. You were like, I hope this one doesn't feature Aykroyd. Hmm. Um, and because you're waiting for the greats, right? I mean, you've got on this cast, you've got uh, you've got the the great Gilda Radner. Yeah, you're waiting waiting around for Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> No. Yeah. I mean, even when Elliot Gould guested, mm. he was you you wanted him on the program. But uh so Aykroyd is working on this movie and and he realizes like he's the dud here. And so he gives himself a ghost blowjob scene so he can mug he can mug for the camera so, a little bit. It's so not it, they do not pull it off. It is not funny. It's not anything. It's just gross. Yeah. But, okay, so let me just tell you about VidAngel, because this is pretty amazing. Let me find a good example here. So you go in, you log in. I, I still have an account here. Yeah. Um, let, me yeah. Tell you, let me tell you the second thing about this that's crazy. The second mm. thing about this that is crazy is that you go in and you rent an online release of a movie. I'm not saying you should do this. I just want you to know this exists, because I can't believe this is legal. You go in and rent an online release. And I've only done this a couple times, but it's basically you rent, you basically... You buy the movie, and then when you're done watching it, you quote-unquote return it, and they keep $2. (laughs) Okay, that's the second part that I cannot believe they are getting away with. The first part, let me go find a classic here. The first part that's, that's bananas is that you can go in, and using their criteria, you can choose what kind of stuff you don't want to see in the movie. So I'm clicking on The Revenant. I don't know if you've heard, but The Revenant was very, very hard to make. Um, <clears throat> they were in the snow a lot, and Leonardo DiCaprio had to get like killed by a sword. So you in can order go in, do... and, and you could take out things that are objectionable and disturbing. There are seven incidents of that. Eighty-one profanities, thirty-five blasphemies. So let's <laughs> let's go and look here. In the profanity, you got twenty-two shit, six bitches, twenty-one dams, four asses, five hells, twenty-two fucks, and, a, and one bastard. Well, well where's the blasphemies? <clears throat> it doesn't it doesn't say uh, directly. Oh, the blasphemies. Blasphemies. Let me look here. Okay, let's, re- let's hear the blasphemies. Blasphemies. You got 28 gods and seven Jesuses. Got- Used as, as, as like, expletive or uh, exclamation. Yeah, right. Let's see. Uh, incidents of crudity. You used get piss once. This is all just under the language section. Now, now let me ask you this. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you're a Christian. Yeah. Well, lapsed. If, if, um, if you're watching a movie with your family and you don't want to hear the word God or Jesus taken in vain... But you don't mind watching a bear attack, yeah, or uh, like uh, any other number of. I didn't. I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't see the film because I don't have a TV. But if okay. I oh, did, that's right. okay. 
Uh, there would probably be other. Are there other bad things? Oh yeah, the one guy kills the other guy's kid. I, I remember this all from the uh, trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, a guy rides a horse off a cliff. Um, I, I read the story about the actual events, which the movie kind of <clears throat> doesn't bother to hew to. But he takes a boat down a river at some point. Um, but oh, you yeah. you want to yeah. you want to watch the whole thing. You just don't want any. Buddy to say God. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of like stuff with my kid where I would just assume there not be a huge amount of cursing that's especially not necessary or funny. And I would prefer that there not be uh, a lot of uh, sexy stuff. Right. Okay. So, I mean, like, for example, I'm just saying, like, if you're mostly a God person and still would like to see some Native Americans get killed, that's okay. Not a problem. You get into the violence slash blood slash gore section. There are general areas for non-graphic, graphic, and disturbing images. Now you get granular. May I read you some of these? Oh, let's hear it. Spoiler alerts for The Revenant. Uh, There are 73 incidents of violence, blood, and gore that are considered graphic. And you get Mm -hmm. to pick whether you want these in the movie. So you could keep just... Places where Native Americans are killed gratuitously, but nowhere where somebody cuts themselves. Shaving. Well, you got to get real granular. If you you might want to keep a man shoots an animal, you might want to mm. keep a man is shot in the chest with an arrow, you might want to mm. keep a man covered in blood is visible. Maybe you don't want to see a man is shot in the back with an arrow and a man shoots another man in the back. Two people are cutting a dead animal carcass. <laughs> so there's 73 incidents of that in there, and then this yeah. does this on the fly. It's all electronic, and then when you watch the movie, it just skips over all of those scenes. And have you ever done this in such a way that you felt like, oh, I didn't miss those scenes? Or do you always go, that was a weird cut? I only experimented with it a little bit because there was a time that my daughter has since cooled on this franchise and movie. But there was a time when my daughter was very, you know how she gets interested in the phenomenon of a franchise? Like, Hmm. um, she was very interested in The Hunger Games. And we'd read a little bit Uh... of the book. And I knew the movies, the movies, as, as listeners previous times have heard me say, it's got too much personal violence. I think a teenager stabbing another teenager close up is not right for a seven or eight year old kid. No, that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'd experimented with this on my own just to see what would happen. Let me see if you can do. It. I think you can do it with the Big Lebowski. Let me go you look. know, my daughter, uh, her the thing she's really into right now the uh, the 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 franchise is is my uh, <clears throat> my early eighties Garfield books. Oh, I tried to get my kid into those. I'm so glad she's enjoying that. Garfield, Bigger Than Life, his third book. Oh, classic. And on, the, on, on the front, it says, I'm fat, and I'm lazy, and I'm proud of it. Yeah. She just loves this stuff. She oh, my, my daughter is very into the culture of lazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's very into okay, well, when she's when she's ready, send her up to her sensei. Looking at, uh, I forgot I did look at this before. I did rent this and watch it. <clears throat> Big Lebowski, um, you've got 336 profanities, um, 20 blasphemies, 26. And so here's what's funny, though, and I should send you a screenshot of this. You see a graphical representation, like the editing in, like, if you're in, um, like, you know, Logic or whatever you use, you see cuts, yeah. and it's, here's everything you'll hear and everything you'll see. So, for example, it just if it's just an audio curse, it just cuts out the audio for that part. And other oh. things, it'll cut out a whole section. And you get this, like, crazy-looking, sliced-up graph of, like, what you'll actually see in the movie and what you'll hear. So, can you watch just a super cut of all the stuff they've taken out? Oh, that's a really good idea. Just, just yes. like Amy Man's finger getting cut off and somebody pissing on a carpet? Right. Like, I think it's a toe. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Or, like, if you want to watch something about, like, yeah, you want to watch a Cinemax movie uh, where you have to have a softball game uh, to save the orphanage, mm. you just want to see the boobies. Just the boobs. There should right. be a cycle, well, just the boobies. 
or like any one of those 80s Emmanuel movies. Oh, carry on. Yeah. There's, there's like like a half an hour of them uh, like wandering through a forest or in a in like a French provincial home. And then uh, then there's like mm, 45 seconds of softcore sex. Yeah, you get there's then, such a, a relatively small amount of Sylvia Crystal's boobs, like really yeah. pound for pound, given what you have to watch, all the all the filler around it. Yeah, and then it literally cuts to a scene of a locomotive going into a tunnel. <laughs> and you go, "Why did I wait 45 minutes for that? That's because not even enough. Uh, that's not even enough time to get my belt off." <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. No credit card required. Be sure to enter the offer code SUPERTRAIN at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you. Because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. Squarespace is going to help you do that. Squarespace puts all the power you need into your hands and takes away all the pain points. Stuff like worrying about hosting, scaling, or what to do if you get stuck with something. They have it sorted at Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of skill level with no coding nerdery required. Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology to power your site and to ensure security and stability. They are trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands of the world, including Roderick on the Line. If you are listening to this show, which I think you are, you are using Squarespace because that is where we host this site. It's where it's always been hosted. We love Squarespace. Ah, the site templates, they're just stunning to look at. They all feature responsive design. That means they're going to look great on every style, kind, and size of dingus or device. This is just getting started. Squarespace has tons of awesome features. They have 24 by 7 support with live chat and email. They have teams in New York, Dublin, and Portland. They're standing by. They're ready to help you right now. Squarespace also has a commerce platform. That means anyone can add a store to their Squarespace site. They have the beautiful cover page functionality. Make great-looking single-page websites. Rock solid, fast hosting, and so much more. And you know what? Hey, can I just say, if you want to stretch Squarespace even further, not a problem. You got to check out their dev platform. This lets you dig into the code and tinker with your very own Squarespace site. You will get code on your hands, but there's probably a balm for that. If you sign up for a year, you'll get a free domain name. You should totally sign up for a year. That means you get to pick whatever name you want for your site. And Squarespace plans start at a very affordable $12 per month. So please go today and start a trial with no credit card required. Start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, do yourself a favor. Use the very special offer code SUPERTRAIN. That's one word, SUPERTRAIN. And that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase. And yes, selfishly, it will show your support for Roderick on the line, which of course you would want to do. You're a person. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. <laughs> John, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because you know you're going to need an IP or a login for a lot of these. And you, pr- you don't want a Blu-ray player. You don't even have a TV to play it on. Can I? Can I log in with Facebook? <laughs> That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. I think. I think your easiest solution is to do what I do and buy or rent these things from the iTunes store. Well, but they have them. They have all the things. <laughs> When I go to, they have all the things, John. When I go to Jonathan Colton's house, uh-huh. and I and I and I and I and I often do, 
Uh, they used to have a very great guest room with a nice, nice, beautiful mattress that they would let me stay in for long periods of time. And then one day the the mattress was gone, the bed was gone, because they recolonized that space for one of them to have an office or something. Yeah. And they replaced the mattress, the good place, with some Ikea foam sectional couch. They can you afford nicer than that. That's sickening. Yes, you couldn't sleep on this thing if you'd been living on the streets for a year and a half. Maybe, you would that, come maybe in that's and the point, say, John. Well, okay, so yeah. that's what I was thinking. Maybe this was some kind of subtle thing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you can't just live here, buddy. But in any case, they have, or they, they used to have, big TVs all around. I think they actually honed some TVs, too, or they moved them to other rooms, other parts of the house that are on the private premises. But they live a technological life. You know, Jonathan Colton was the one that said, my kids won't even, one day there won't even be books. Right, right. They can, they, if memory serves, this was the Hodgman versus, I don't know if you've ever revealed the names here, the Hodgman versus Colton dilemma was at a time, the Hodgman family was much more like, mm And the Colton family was like, play with anything, anytime. That's right. And when I don't the, need to know what you're doing. If you want to go Minecraft something, go nuts. When they were little kids, they, Jonathan was like, here's an iPad, figure it out. Uh, because that's the future, and you're a future kid. <clears throat> and the Hodgmans were like, "Here's a dusty old tome uh, with a lock on, a lock and key on it. If you can pick the lock, you can read the the book on sorcery." Here's a hidden room with a dictionary in it. Yeah, and I was uh, I, at the time I was a person that uh, had a very small child, and I was you know seeing these two friends try and figure out how they were uh, their different styles of raising a kid, and I was like, "Which one am I going to do? I don't even have a TV." <laughs> the, the Coltons, right? They uh, they have all the accounts. So if you want to go in and watch a movie, you just go in. You use the weird clicker that go. You scroll down and over to click the letter R, and then you scroll back over and click the letter E, Ugh. and you go bop 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 all the way down and over to get to the V. Brutal. And uh, you're like, and then it comes up like revolution number nine or revolutionaries. And you're like, I'm trying to watch the revenant here. Yeah. But eventually they do and they don't sweat it. Right. Like however much the thing costs, whatever. It's just part of the, it's part of the budget. It's part of the house budget that you just go bloop. Like I want to watch the revenant right now. It costs seven ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine or forty four ninety nine, And you just go bloop. It's just part of the budget. Yeah. And so they eliminate that whole business of like, oh, God, do I rent it or buy it? Is it HD or, or HV or HVAC? Yeah. Um, you, you don't want to get the HVAC version. <laughs> no, it hums and it's like always, uh, you can't get the temperature right. Got to drain it. My point is that they have, that's a thought technology where they're just like, whatever. We, you know, this is this device is here to provide us with this style of entertainment. If we want to watch the longest day at ten o'clock in the morning, which I have done at their house, mm-hmm. that was the other thought technology at the Colton house. They are not above watching a breakfast movie. Oh man! Right? Oh. So you send the kids off to school. The adults are sitting around having a coffee. Nobody works yeah. in that house. I think they're both in the entertainment industry, which isn't yeah, really work. work. So we're sitting around, we're having coffee. What do you guys want to do? Somebody says, have you ever seen, have you ever really seen The Longest Day? And uh, I, I'm like, yeah, I've really seen it. I've really seen it uh, 44 times. And they're like, let's watch The Longest Day. And it's like, <laughs> all right, let's watch The Longest Day. And then all of a sudden it's like 10 in the morning and you're, and you're free. You're free from all of the problems. It's like being a day drunk. 
Yeah. It's like, wow, we can't have a drink. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Who says you can't have a drink at 10 o'clock in the morning? <gasps> We're grownups. We can. We can start drinking. We can start drinking as soon as we wake up. This is like being on that Pinocchio Island. Uh, uh, you, can just, you, right. you can just smoke cigars and play billiards all day. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't even have to wear pants because you have a wooden bottom. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, but so, but so, that's all in the budget. That's baked into the price. We just we buy movies right. and we watch them. That's right. And the problem around here is I'm starting to feel that the fact that I don't have a television, not only that I don't have any television, but that I don't have a television the size of a Fender Rhodes piano, um, that I am starting to live a life of unnecessary deprivation because Uh I want to, at a moment's notice... Show my daughter the Lady and the Tramp, or uh, watch—I don't know—the Olympics or something. Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. That's a fantastic movie Lilo. that your daughter is old enough for. It's an utter delight, and it's fun for yeah. everybody. She's been to Hawaii. She hmm. knows all about it. Mahalo. Uh, mahalo. That's right. I, I think uh, I think that that that's a good pick. Now you're going to need a TV to watch that on TV. Okay, but so that's the thing. Now, yeah, the eels start. Oh boy, I got a TV, but now I got to get the. I got to get the hookup. Oh, you got to get I an gotta, HDMI cable, make sure it's the right okay. HDMI cable. I got to mm-hmm. get one of those Apple TVs and figure out how come it doesn't work as well as it ought to. Ugh. I've got to get, well, I don't know what, cable or double cable or quadruple cables or like right. uh, uh, some kind of... Uh, D- John, uh, you might need Dish Network. I got to get a use bot. I oh, you get a get use a, bot or you get a seed box. I got to get a mm-hmm. Netflix or, a, um, or one of these uh, net, uh, other nets. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them. Mm-hmm. I don't want all those eels because then the it's not just that the bills start coming. I could put that into the house budget, mm-hmm. but it's the eels upon eels upon eels, and now I'm uh, you know it's just the, the it's like the cables just start coming up out of the floor, yeah. and the cables wrap around my ankles, and they're like, oh, do you have USB three? Because it's a yeah, lot faster. Yeah, it, it becomes USB like two. a it's a frustrating Japanese body horror uh, movie at that point. You just have all yeah. these different things that want to get into your uh, get into your ports. Late, late, late at night one time in about 1974, much, much, much too early, I watched, you remember when they used to show horror movies on late night TV? I sure do. And there was some, I got to stay up late with some babysitter that didn't care, some babysitter that was smoking pot and then invited her boyfriend in through the window as soon as my mom was gone. As you do. And they were like, let's watch a movie, and I'm, and it's on black and white TV, and I'm watching this movie from the 1950s where some kind of creeping plant, like a, like a house plant, a creeping plant just keeps growing and growing, and, the, and like sort of pre-Little Shop of Horrors, uh, it, it, doesn't, it's, it doesn't have a big mouth and it doesn't sing, but like the vines just sort of grab you and pull you into the house plant. And oh God! Everybody's like ah, but it's too late because the vines are all over them. I felt that way about the blob. Well, it was a little, it was a little bit of a it was a little bit of a blob ripoff. Yeah, but it was but it was like the, the way the blob was, material looked was very very disturbing to me. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was disturbing to me too. There, do you remember the horror movie where you could see the beating heart of the monster through the translucent skin yeah. in the night, in the dark? I saw that as a kid with some uh, negligent babysitter, too. And mm. these things traumatize me until today. Mm. Those late-night movies in the 
1950s, those people were sickos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were late night movies in the 70s. They were theatrical releases in the 50s. Yeah. I don't want to show my kid those. I want to no. show her Lilo and Stitch and Lady in the Tramp. But you don't Lady want any eels. No eels. Well, if I surrender to one eel, do I not surrender to all eels? No. Come no. on. No. Come well, on. The, 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 the easy solution for you right now, this is not funny, but John Syracuse is going to fucking yell at me okay. if I don't actually help you a little bit. The yeah. easiest solution yeah. for you to try for fun is to um, go buy... The mm-hmm. Godfather movie from iTunes on mm-hmm. uh, on the store and then watch it on your computer. Now, okay. once you've bought it, you can watch it on any of your other devices. You can watch it on an iPad. You can watch yeah. it on a TV. Once you've got an Apple, an Apple TV, it's not that hard to set up. It's actually not that bad, and it's not too costly. That's our, I, our primary device in our house is an Apple TV. Do I own that movie forever? Well, you license it forever. Right. Asterisk. But here's the thing. <laughs> Asterisk. But here's the thing. Uh, Asterix and Stitch. That yeah. was my favorite Belgian comedy. Oh, that's terrific. Is that, is that the one with the kid with the pointy hair with, with that dog Snowy? Is that what I'm thinking of? Mm, no, you're thinking of the trolls. Remember the little naked trolls I that had do. the stick I up do. hair? And the, I always found them strangely sexual mm-hmm. in a way that made me uncomfortable when I was in people's houses where they had trolls. It's a cultural problem because I don't think we realize you go somewhere like an Iceland or a Finland and a troll means something. Yeah, right. It means like somebody that comes in the in your house at night and have sex with you. The sexy things, the sexy, yeah, yeah. That's that's no good. You don't want that. In your yeah, house. So interacting with the whoopers and the tweeters, making the toilet seat cold. You, hmm, you, you found uh, you found a troll in your dad's house. That's right. I did find a troll, and I and I, you know, when nobody was around, I rubbed its little bottom yeah. with my thumb, and I was like, I don't know. You're not. I mean, I don't. You're not pretty, but you do have a naked bottom. How do you not rub a troll's bottom? You know, I think, I mean, I've, I've said to my daughter in a non-graphical way that I, I was very attracted to things like, not attracted, well, attracted, right. to you things like big head characters or like anything shiny and plastic. I thought that was a very attractive thing. And a troll? You're going to explore the troll. You're, I mean, come on, you're a kid. Well, yeah, and the thing was, like, even Tintin comics had, yeah. they seemed adult enough that they could be... Um, they could be sexy, except there were never any women in Tintin comics or barely. Yeah, but like this is how you figure stuff out. This is you get your se- you get your sexual cosmology ruined in interesting ways in America. That's a, you, it. Could be a Gilligan's Island. It could be a Batman. But there's gonna be ways that you become messed up in ways that will not become totally clear for twenty years. And that could be a troll butt, as far as I'm concerned. A troll butt. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there <sighs> there were certainly things. I mean, I, I can't say, I can't say for sure that if I were given the chance, I wouldn't still prefer reading Trots and Bonnie cartoons to actually seeing real live porno. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Trots and Bonnie had enough of an effect on you know, like they were just sort of sexy enough that that was just enough for me. It was enough for me and it would probably still be enough for me because I don't like to see too much. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, a, Oh yeah. If and the, the industry has really evolved over the years. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you're, if you, if you're wearing a little thing, yeah. that's fine. That's oh, fine with me. That's as far as I need to go. The little thing might be your favorite part. 
If you're just wearing a little thing, yeah, you don't need to go any. You don't need to go any further than that. Mm-mm. You let your imagination wander. You let's, don't. Let's need not to turn this the, into a doctor visit. Let's make it about the little thing. Exactly, a fucking doctor visit. That's <laughs> that's not where. <laughs> That's not where I'm at, right? Mm-mm. I'm not trying to... This isn't the beginning of the land of the lost. Of all the criticisms of porn, and there are many, many very fair criticisms of porn, the, the one that resonates with me the most is the um, <laughs> the, the feeling of, uh, I'll be honest with you, disgust over gynecological porn. Because to me, mm. that that is evidence of you have watched too much porn when you want gynecological level of porn. Because to me, that's mostly a taste issue. It's like mm-hmm. you you have developed really bad taste because you have become a nerd to the JJ, and now mm-hmm. you need super intense pom pom in order to really mm-hmm. make that thing happen. Mm-hmm. And I think well, that's a sh- that's a shame I, on a taste on a taste standpoint because now you know you know it's like CNN they're just putting out stuff that people want. You know, mm. I feel like uh, su- super uh, like me- medical level uh, porn is for people that have never had sex. Is that so right? You never... think that's it's a sort of like a preference for you? Are you going to go for sort of the aesthetic direction of a of a of a of a, of a Playboy? Are you going to mm-hmm. go to the slightly more uh, graphical penthouse, or are you mm-hmm. going to go all the way down the lane to something you found in the woods? You can get yeah, a get a uh, screw or a, or a hustler. Yeah, but even like for, further than that, because in this contemporary world of non-narrative video-based porn, well, with, with, especially with HVAC cameras, the way you can really get in there. Yeah, you, there's no you got no plot at all except maybe the basest level of plot, which is like, which is like I get to fix Donna Cobble. Yeah, or like, oh, my stepsister has a like a problem with her computer. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, you like you're 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 in a love tunnel. I feel like that is not how if you've ever had sex even a single time you you don't see any of that yeah. because you don't have the perspective you can't be over to the side and down on your knees oh, that's a really good point yeah right you cannot get that view uh, and so why would you prefer that why why would that be where you want to uh, be unlike a sitcom uh, live sex is not a three camera setup uh, right. Uh, you know, no. If anything, it's a handheld kind of setup. Yeah, you don't. But even those, like those POV uh, porns. They, but so, oh, and this is the other thing. Tumblr is where people watch porn now. And I the thought they Tumblr clamped down porn, on that. Well, I don't know. It's still hmm. out there. Uh, Tumblr is where, and all the porn there is thirty seconds long. Yeah, it's just like dunga 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 dunga, and then loop dunga 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 dunga. But. When I would get my hands on Playboys back in the or in the early seventies, when you'd find them under a board in the forest or whatever, mm-hmm. um, the little Annie Fanny cartoons were just as erotic to me as the girls in bobby socks, uh, like laying on a bearskin rug. Sure, because the little Annie Fanny stories had some narrative. Little Annie Fanny was she was not a very sophisticated lady, Mm-mm. and she was entering into a lot of sophisticated narratives where people in casinos and people you know like that were living a higher life than she was were trying to entice her into uh, various uh, mm. con- con- conjugalities. Yeah, third locations. And, that's right, and uh, and she was just like whoops a daisy, but she also had a little bit of she was a little bit she was a little bit wise. Because she always managed to get out of there more or less unscathed, but uh, anyway, all the, all back to all back to saying it's all it's the little thing it's the little shift it's the chemise mm. that's what you're looking for you're looking for chemise porn but but uh, but, but, you, but you don't want to listen to a lot of blasphemy and bear killings 
You don't want blasphemy. You don't want bear killings. You don't want to see a man shot in the back with an arrow while another man eviscerates an animal carcass. Your memory is amazing. <laughs> you do. Wow. You do want to. You just fast forwarding to the chemises. You just want to get to the chemise, but then stay within the chemise portion a lot longer. Right. And then maybe right at the end, the chemise comes off. This but, is one of the this is one of the first great uses of the internet was you could go out and find other people who were perverted in the same way that you are. And mm. if you wanted to find chemises, you would eventually find a forum where there was about sh- chemise chat and uh, and people would identify like timestamps in movies and stuff like that. The problem with that is that I have gone online many 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 times yeah. and googled Zaftig Israeli girls <laughs> who are in IDF uniforms who are taking off IDF uniforms. Okay. And you cannot, re- I mean, there's a little bit, but not nearly as much as you would think. All right. I'm going to try right? Israeli IDF uh, erotica. Yeah. Okay. Israeli IDF erotica. But, okay. you know, but, you know, you don't want them to be too skinny. You get, you finding anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Huh. Here, here, it looks like a, they're, in a, they're in a barracks and one girl's got her, got her head on the other girl's lap and she's looking at her phone. Okay. They're not All very right. softic, though. I think that's the problem, is if you've got a pivot and another pivot, that's where you go to the dark web. Oh, the dark web. I don't know. I've never been on the dark web. I don't know much about it. Uh-huh. Uh, I used to be on the dark web, but then I saw too many videos of people in fatal car accidents. Yeah. And... Uh, and I, Okay, so... Also, I, you know, I hate to say this. I'm not turning up a whole lot for troll doll fetish. I, I, I figured that would be richer territory um, than reality is bearing out. Because I could see somebody having a, 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 a you know having that be their special thing, is, is rubbing a troll butt. Hmm. Female Israeli soldiers stripping and punished. Oh, dear. Oh, that see, seems that, that like too a, many, that's probably too many pivots for you. That seems like something that would be big in the Palestinian territories. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's see, where am I? Oh, I'm on Etsy. Oh, okay. How'd you get to... Are you buying something? No, no, no. I don't buy things. Buying some vintage thing? Speaking of buying things, have you ever owned a pair of Fluvogs? Uh, yes. So I was at a party the other day. Small party. Those, those party. were real, real, real hot around the time I moved to San Francisco. They stayed hot for two or three years, and they seemed to virtually go away, except within, I'm going to say, the vegan shoe community. Well, because I so, think they're pretty dedicated to uh, don't they have, don't they make a lot of vegan shoes? I think they make vegan shoes. Yeah. yeah. But I was uh, they're a Seattle shoe company. And uh, during the 90s, right, everybody had them, especially girls oh, these that were cute. wearing sort the, of baby doll dresses yes. with uh, like like seven barrettes in their hair. Mm. We're also I know we're also wearing fluvogs all the time. And. And then I kind of felt like, and I didn't have any because they were expensive. And also, I was a little bit of an iconoclast. Sure. Um, I was wearing Boris Karloff shoes all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a serious young man. I didn't have time for this, all this frippery. You want to touch my bolts? <laughs> and uh, and uh, so anyway, but then I felt like, okay, the pressure's off now. I don't have to own Fluvogs. I, you know, I don't have to own Doc Martens. Those were a uniform of a special time. And now I can just wear shoes. I can pick shoes of, of my own accord, and it's not necessary. But I was at this art party, and there were some other uh, middle-aged arty people there. And a guy walked by, and I, I was talking to somebody else, but I noticed the guy go by, and I point to his shoes, and I go, are those, did you, 
did you color those shoes yourself? I mean, did you make those shoes into those shoes? Were those a different kind of shoe and then you made them into this shoe? Or did that shoe come that way? Mm. And he was not, he's my age, my town, my whole, he's in, he's at my art party. And I suspect the reason he reacted this way is that he knew who I was and he was going to give me a little bit of the, he was going to give me a little bit of the, I don't know who you are. Oh, yeah. Because he knew who I was. But he was like, I didn't make him. John Fluvog made him. Nah. Or like Jay Flu, or maybe he said they were made by a guy named John Fluvog. And then he kept walking. And I was like, wow. What a, you know, what a, what a punky attitude. Um, Got a good story out of that one. Well, so, yeah, that's right. And so I turned to the guy that I'm talking to, and I was like, wow, Fluvogs. That's interesting. And the guy, who, I, who as a person I admire, said, uh, I'm wearing Fluvogs right now. Hmm. And I looked down, and he had a good pair of shoes on. And I was like, those are Fluvogs, too? And all of a sudden, I felt like I was in some kind of weird uh, alternate reality where everybody was wearing Fluvogs this whole time. Mm-hmm. And they just uh, the men's shoes are, are are whimsical, but they're not as like wonderfully, delightfully cartoony as the girls' shoes. Yeah, right. They're not. They're, they're, they're the girls' shoes tall. are delightful. They're hilarious. These are so fun. Yeah, they are fun. They're 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 fun. They're wackadoodle. They're a little bit witchy poo. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a little bit like ooh, if you're wearing a these shoes, a these shoes should come with uh, bangs. I think a lot of them do. I think mm-hmm. they have bangs or barrettes that come. The barrettes are just with the shoe. Bangs and barrettes. But then all of a sudden I'm feeling like, what am I outside of some something that I need to be inside? Like Fluvog yeah. is a Seattle-owned, presumably like locally sourced, blah, 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 shoe that I should be American, American, I guess, unless they're all made in Mexico, but American-ish. Um, and I felt like I should get on the Fluvog train, but then it's a little bit like getting a tattoo in your forties. Yeah. I never had a tattoo before. What am I going to do? Go get a tattoo? Yeah. What are you going to do? Get a tattoo of Lilo and Stitch? Yeah. Dismembering an animal carcass? Yeah. Mahana means family. Mm. Mahalo. Mahalo. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I dipped a toe. Into interesting shoes. I had a pair of Fluvogs that were probably the most boring and normal Fluvogs a person could buy. I had a pair of campers. But, uh, but then I kind of moved back into the uh, pseudo-hiking boot look. Oh, yeah. Pseudo-hikings. Yeah. I had a pair of campers that I found at a thrift store, and I was very pleased with them because when camp, when everybody was wearing campers, I, I couldn't afford them or I didn't think I could afford them Yeah, because they were like $100. They're expensive. But I bought a pair of campers that were that were hardly worn at a thrift store, and I was pretty happy with them. I was wearing them around all the time. They were brown, not black. Feeling pretty good about it. And then not very long ago, I had Nick Harmer uh, in the house here, and uh, and I had a bunch of shoes lined up by the fireplace. And I said, Nick, just by way of uh, – we were on our way to a third location. But I said, Nick, before we go, uh, take a look at the shoes here. And uh, if you had to get rid of three pairs of these shoes, which which three would you get rid of? Oh, nice. Because I got all these shoes lined up by the fireplace, and I got too many shoes. Mm-hmm. Which three would you get rid of? And he said, well, I'd get rid of those corny old campers. It's not like, you know, it's not like you're still wearing campers. Huh. I was like, <laughs> What, are you going to wear this to the Len show? <laughs> <laughs> if you steal my sunshine. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I felt like a dummy. I felt like a cuck. Uh, because... <laughs> Oh, that word that word makes me laugh. He felt like a cuck. Am, he I got cucked like by cuck. shoes. Because here I am wearing campers. You know, it's like, what, am I going to see Lamb Chop? <laughs> no. Take them off. Take them off. Uh, but I felt bad because I was, I, had been, I was proud of those shoes five minutes before. Oh, I hate that feeling. Yeah, and I was like, That's oh, such oh, a, like a middle school feeling. Ooh. Like, I love this thing that I made. Well, it's stupid. Now I hate it. Well, but I asked. You know, you I did. was like, you what did. street do I? And Is then, he a drummer, yeah. John? No, he's a bass player. Bass player, right? Bass okay. Player. Okay. Uh, but you but know, still, it's got, almost as bad. He he traffics in a world where people are wearing uh, contemporary clothes. There was a little bit of a time there in the in the mid to, mid two two thousands where the really fashionable shoes were super long, pointy, like like just terrible looking shoes. Oh yeah, right. And uh, and because I was uh, because I was in a world of, of rock people who spent money on clothes, who were like bleeding edge, I was all of a sudden around all these people that were wearing really dumb long pointy shoes, and I said, "This is a this is a bridge too far. These shoes will never like when you find these at a thrift store five years from now, even though they cost six hundred dollars when they were new, these will have no value. These shoes will have no resale value." Right, it's like a trade-in, where the trade-in is for zilch. Mm. Hmm. Uh, whereas, I thought a camper would continue to be a classic shoe because it looks like a bowling shoe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, but I guess nobody's wearing bowling shoes anymore either. Do you remember <laughs> when you would go to a bowling alley and leave your shoes? Oh, sure. Take, take the bowling shoes instead because they were better than your shoes. Yeah, but I mean that's that's yeah. I mean that that's cute, but they're, they're not very comfortable. No, that's the no. problem with campers. If memory serves, campers did not have much of an arch. Now I've never understood what an arch does or is. An arch helps your arch, right? But what's the matter? I mean, I know some people have fallen arches. Well, but... I just I was raised to believe that, that that you would never buy a pair of shoes unless it had what was referred to as a good arch. Yeah, but you wore Converse. Just Converse like had very, did. very like no arch, yeah. none. Flat as a flat as a uh, like a frisbee. Yeah, I could have said pancake there. <clears throat> yeah, but I spent the extra two seconds to come up with frisbee because you want to pepper your language with interesting current events. analogies, interesting s- similes, yeah. and that is. And so, don't sit around pancake. No. We've, you know, we've heard, we've heard that. That's the yeah. Roderick. That's the Roderick difference. That's the thing. Flat as a frisbee. It's just as flat as a pancake, except yeah. it's a, got a little bit of a curved edge. Only if, yeah, but, frisbees aren't really flat. But no, I take your point. Yeah, right. I guess you're right. It's yeah. a bad. It's it, it's a, a bad way of well, describing like a, tur- a turkey serving dish, like a like a charger. Flat as a charger. Yeah, flat as a charger. Like, I feel like the charger also has a rounded edge to keep the gravy in. That's true. Let's say flat as a manhole cover. Uh, fl- yeah, it's flat, but it still has thickness to it. How about um, flat as a, uh, what, what do you call it, a trivet? Not a trivet. What's the thing where you put hot food on a table? I thought a trivet was like a, like a little furry animal that, oh, that the ran original, on a wheel. the classic series, yeah. yeah. Over, overrated or, episode. That that was that was a lot of, that was very corny. I preferred the ones where it was serious plot. I like the one where they go to the Depression. That's that was, you know, the, the classic suits. They had classic suits. I liked any one where Uhura was featured. Mm-hmm. She just had that little shift, mm-hmm. you know, just a little chemise. It's really about the little thing. 
it's a little bit, it's a, well, for some of us. Yeah. Right? Other people like uh, to be I think a lot of people don't going into the A lot of people don't admit there's a little thing in their life. It's tough. You know, it's very difficult to talk about, even though we are all like uh, surrounded by porn all the time now, yeah. you're soaking in it. But no, it's still nobody wants to talk about it unless you're a sex positive person. Oh, that's no good. I, I don't want to be around that. I, you know, I'm suddenly remembering that when you were here in my office, uh, mm. I think you might have fondled my phoenix a little bit. Mm? Oh, that's right. Your phoenix doll. I think you gave her a little troll, troll rub on her uh, behind. Did. I give her a little troll rub. She you has very been... exaggerated secondary sex characteristics. Well, I mean, that's just how she's made. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, you know, I'm just as God made me, sir. I got bad news for you. Uh-oh. The, uh, the restaurant, uh, the Made in China restaurant has changed. It's a different restaurant now. You can, you can never come back and have the house trotter now. Uh, well, they were only there for like a week and a half. Uh, they weren't there for that long, but I mean, you know, <laughs> it kind of it kind of lends credence to our idea. What was our original idea that it's a, like an UFO training ground, right? Yeah, right. Where they were just bringing people in that were like starting to infiltrate uh, normal America, right? And they said, "Here's a here's a low impact way that they can interact with people." Only only three three or four people are going to come in to the restaurant per day. And all you have to do is bring them. All you have to do is remember what tea is. Tea, and then and then and then bring them tea. Yeah, and then they'll yeah. they'll point to something on the menu that has a number by it. But all this you have is to do the is... thing about training, John. You're going to get stuff wrong. You have to do it in an environment of trust. You know, yeah. and so they're going to get stuff wrong. They're going to forget what, what what tea is. Sometimes some of the ufos are going to going to forget that you're not supposed to l- literally stare at people at the next table for two minutes. But yeah, right. No, that's that's not how you make American friends. Um, I, I do feel like they probably pulled up stakes because, uh, you know, and relocated somewhere else sort of in the vicinity. Do you think they got clocked? Yeah, well, they, they're, they're going to be aware of the fact that people start walking by the store looking in the window, slowing down, and then speeding back up again. Yeah. Maybe they saw, maybe somebody, I wouldn't put this past somebody maybe somebody put a super train sticker on a oh, on a right. light pole out front Some smart ass i bet they moved they probably moved to like daily city or something yeah right yeah. where you know they're still americans down there they're going to be interacting with people i don't think we have any listeners in daily city probably are you sure about that it's let's, hard let's it's really really hard to know this is a call to all mm-hmm uh, best resignation or whatever the fuck i don't think is. i know the word yeah <laughs> Uh, no, no. Uh, fingernails are pretty. That's fingernails weird. are good. Seems that all I ever wanted was a martyr or something. Or a mar, mar, uh, mar, that's, like, mar- that's, that's like Jeremiah was a bullfrog lyrics. That sounds like, like, like placeholder lyrics. He was never famous for his lyrics. Yeah, but, but you know, he did that uh, Everlong song. Boy. Yeah, which was David Letterman's favorite song. Oh, my God. One of the great did songs. You know that? Did you yeah, know that? It was I, David Letterman's favorite song. Do you know, do you, do you know the story? Uh, was it playing when his father died? Close. Mm. Letterman <clears throat> had his uh, had his heart attack. I remember I was in a hotel room in uh, in Florida, I believe, when this happened. He had his heart attack, and then he was away for a while. They had guests. He came back, and the story goes: the story goes that his one request was when he comes back. And this is this is a story, but the story was that he would love it if Foo Fighters came on the show and played his favorite song, Everlong. And they were, I think, they were in Brazil. And they did it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's good. It's good. That drummer, uh-huh. man. Whew. Yeah. yeah, God, yeah. that guy's He's good. good. He's good. That's He's a good. really Ta- good song. Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. That guy, like, ringing a bell. 
Now, was he in was he in Sunny Day Real Estate? That's the other guys, right? Well, no, that was the other guy, and I heard a very interesting story about him. Mm, save it. Just recently. Yeah, um, you want to save it? If you get a TV, do you have a place to put it? You mean just, like an you know, empty wall? Well, it doesn't have to be a wall, but humor me for a minute. And just as a, as a, as a thought experiment, if you've got a TV of some size, is there a place that you could put it that it wouldn't like be in the way? Would you, have to move, the way. would you have to move campers and stuff around in order to fit a TV into some area in your house? Let me think about it here. Let me think about where I put a TV. Mm, let's see. You know, it's okay to say no. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like, is there, first of all, a comfortable place in my house that isn't currently full of something weird? Mm-hmm. You know what I did last night? I went on the internet. Then don't anybody else do this. Okay. Because this is my private world right now. Okay. But I went on the internet and I bought a lot of of old vintage bank deposit bags. Oh, the the, the thick ones with the lock? Mm-hmm. Oh, those are sharp. Because some of them, apparently this was a thing, Yeah, uh, they were embroidered with the names of the banks <sighs> like they were like a sports jacket embroidery, like a, like a, letterman's, like a letterman's jacket. Like a letterman's jacket. That just says, you know, the Bank of Allentown, Pennsylvania... <laughs> Uh, Boston Mass 03124. Hmm. And I said, those are gorgeous. And then I looked at more of them, and there are some of them you can find that still have the keys to the locks. And I was like, I got to have all these. So I got them all, and now where the hell am I going to put them? You put your I'm, Euros I, in there. I got well, That's right, and I got to stack them up now somewhere, and I'm stacking them up kind of where the TV would go. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it sounds better to hold off. Well, okay, a parting shot here, just for what it's worth. Are you aware of the Coppola restoration of The Godfather? A parting shot is, a, is actually one of my favorite Tumblr uh, porn blogs. <laughs> <laughs> Very expressive bell ring, mm. my friend. Very expressive. It was discovered, uh, and this is included on the documentary that you get, at least with the Blu-ray of this, it was discovered that there was essentially not a single good, usable single negative of the godfather in existence anymore wait a minute yeah so basically they the paramount had treated it like a two dollar whore had just like beaten the shit out of this thing cut out the long dissolves between uh scenes for tv and there was not a single good copy of it anyway you can see how this in the documentary they had to go in wait a minute wait wait wait, wait. what yeah. documentary there's a really good documentary that comes with the blu-ray of this it's one of like five blu-rays that i own but it's I'm a documentary recommend- about 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 the Godfather restoration, which is amazing. They they talk with uh, what's his name, the uh, the lighting guy, Gordon Willis. Durr. It's really really good. You can probably, I'll see if I can find it for you on YouTube. But um, anyway, long story short, they um, they had to go in and cobble together the best possible copies of the Godfather that they could find. Um, it had, it was just you're not going to believe the before and afters. They had to go in and scan every single frame at 4K and hand fix every frame of the Godfather without removing the noise the beautiful film noise in that film. And they did it. And they put this thing out a few years ago called the Coppola Restoration. And it's really, really good. It's not one of those wackadoodle versions where everything's in chronological order or anything. I'm just telling you, as you sit here right now, you can go onto the iTunes, you buy yourself a copy of The Godfather, colon, The Coppola Restoration, 1499 American, out the door. Now you got that, and you can watch that on your computer box. And you're talking about that is now, that's the Godfather 1. Yeah. Well, if you buy the Blu-ray, you get all three, and I've seen two of those. Wait a minute. If you buy the Blu-ray, 
but that's a that's a disc. That's like a that's like a frisbee. You'd disc. have to play that on your. It's like a, it's like a frisbee or a uh, or a trivet. Yeah, you'd have to watch that on your PlayStation or something. Now people do still have Blu-ray discs. I have Blu-ray discs. I have The Godfather three movies. I have Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I have The Fantastic Mr. Fox. I have the X-Men motion comic series. I have, I, you know what, let's be honest. I, it, gets, it gets confused with the Wii and the PlayStation things, but I've got, I've got fewer than 10 Blu-ray properties that I own because Blu-ray is a blight on society to use. Why it is looks, that? Blu-ray, so, this is so boring. Blu-ray produces <laughs> an image that is really, really stellar. I mean, it's... Yeah. So, you know, like when they say, like, 1080p, the P means progressive, which means that that is a 1,080-pixel-high image that it, pixel for pixel, every single image, Whoa. that, that every pixel. frame of that is its own painted image. It's not interlacing mm. to save space. Mm. And on a big TV, it looks really, really, really good. Using Blu-ray... Remember how you hate using a DVD player? It's, mm. like, three times worse with Blu-ray. It's a total uh-huh. shit show. My yeah. DVD player, the thing I hated most about it was that you had to use a screwdriver to get the door to open. Was that a feature? Ooh, it seems like uh, it's like uh, the, the <laughs> first time it was a mistake and the third time it was a riff. So that's what they call it. They call it. They call it. That's how you make uh, movie jazz. It's that's another really jazz. good Tumblr if you haven't seen it. Yet. <laughs> well, you know, Pixel and Pixel was my favorite '80s detective show. Ah, uh, Pixel and Pixel, huh? Yeah. What about reboot? Married. You ever watch Reboot? Uh, that's a thing I do all the time. Mm-hmm. When I, because my new flash tiny, player doesn't. Tiny, tiny, tiny dings. Little dings. Little, to, little dings. I, to, I just had to redo my flash because it wouldn't play any of the advertisements on Bring a Trailer. Oh, I'm sorry. Or, oh, did you get the pop-up? I got the pop-ups. Or I, for a long time, I was like, sorry, I can't play that because you don't have the newest flash. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't want the newest flash. Fuck you. I don't want to see your thing. And see, then, it, it, then know, even at John, even a free eel, okay, even a free eel is still an eel. It's still an eel. Why do they have to do? Why don't they just? Meh. Why don't they make it you know right? I mean? Just, just leave it. Yeah. Steve Jobs didn't want to use Flash. No, he had a letter about it. Yeah, Steve Jobs had a whole thing. He yes. he like soiled a turtleneck over it. <laughs> and uh, and I agree. Yeah. Like uh, the, I mean, thank you very much for the free program. I appreciate it. It's wonderful. Why don't we just like integrate it now? Uh, it's just video. Yeah. Just it streams like let it go. Let that, it go. That, let, it go let it go. Let it go. Let, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let, let it go. go. I can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Um and something, something, something. Melody. Take her to Moana. That's a good movie. Mm. Moana's good. Moana. Moana. Means, uh, <laughs> Moana means maze. It means family and the only family <laughs> behind. Oh, the maze. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to hear about the maze. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, my people call it maze. Woo, what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that one right. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> yeah.